Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Well done, Danny, playing this song leading into the Steelers game against the Denver Broncos. Welcome back. We've heard it at Bronco practice the last couple of days. Broncos getting psyched, man. Yeah. Because they know As they gonna... start stretching the last two days. Yeah. The shake is up, the news is out. They are going to be hearing this at Heinz come Sunday. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason, watch us at You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP. Dot com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. really does have it all. I've been to bars all over the country, and I've never seen a bar that has everything that they have. First of all, you want to watch the game. They have every package you can imagine. Every seat's a really good seat. But let me go on. they got a pool hall with 15 tables. They have live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover. And their happy hour is outrageous. Every day of the week, 3 until 7, Two for one on wine, well, and drafts. Again, every day, three until seven. Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood has something for everyone. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. All right, uh, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend Andrew Stocky, longtime friend of mine, sports director, WTAE in Pittsburgh. Mace, I don't know if you know this, he is also a hopeless romantic as well. Uh, his girlfriend's birthday is tomorrow, and he bought her 24 long stem roses wow. for her birthday. Andrew is 53, and I know why he got two dozen long stem roses. It matches her age. How are you, Andrew? Well, gee, Eric, thank you. Now that uh, Jen has been listening to your show, we won't be dating anymore after this. Why? Why not? <laughs> what did I spoil the surprise? Me. What's that? You just, well, you, you spoiled the surprise. Yeah, Andrew, hi, by the way. Hey. But you also told <laughs> her by how old she is. Well, you crazy? Well, listen, if you're dating a 24-year-old, listen, I, I can't help you. If you guys like to color on the weekends, that's up to you. If you like talking about Saved by the Bell and that floats your boat, that's cool, too. Okay? <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. Playing with Legos, you got to do what you got to do. Let's talk about the game. And we're going to start okay. with what is a sore point, uh, certainly in Pittsburgh, the offense and we'll start it off with Ben Roethlisberger. Are we watching a guy whose career is falling off a table like a bowling ball? It appears that way. I mean, all the things that Ben has been known for, his ability to, to run and, and keep a play alive, his ability to, to you know, pick receivers and hit them in stride, a lot of those things have just disappeared. He's made bad decisions. He's not mobile. Um, you know, he's costing them games. And there's a real cry, obviously, outside of Pittsburgh, but also here in this town, for a change of quarterback. Now, Ben, to his credit, said, look, I sold the blame. It's my fault, but I can get better. And the question is, will he be able to get better? He's already got a, uh, a pectoral muscle injury. He already has a hip injury. Uh, he hasn't put the pads on at all this week as part of practice. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's kind of sad to see this happening right now. But at the same time, Mike Tomlin said, look, this is the guy to run the offense. I have complete confidence in him. So, so goes Ben, so goes the Steelers. So if 
the injuries flare up or it just becomes a point where they have to turn another direction. Mason Rudolph is listed as the number two quarterback, but uh, how long would they stick with him? Would they give Dwayne Haskins a look? What What is the outlook if Roethlisberger gets to a point where he can't go on? Well, Andrew, they made it clear that Mason's the number two guy, so Mason would come in. Um, it depends. I mean, if he struggles and he's not able to give that offensive spark, I think they have to look at Dwayne Haskins. I mean, right now, the way things are going, unless something turns around and you start winning some games, they're going to have to look at these two guys and see at least what can they do before the season's over. Um, you know, I like what I've seen from Haskins, but once again, it's not been in a, a regular season game situation. Mason has had some moments, but, you know, it kind of looks like maybe he's not ready to be the, the number one guy anywhere. Uh, it's a really bad situation here in Pittsburgh. It's kind of scary because this team – Besides the quarterback, obviously, the offensive line has been an issue. I mean, they, they're just not a good offensive line. And you have a running back back there, Najee Harris, who right now, I mean, the guy has all the talent in the world. You know he's going to be good. He just has nobody blocking for him. Well, speaking of that, uh, you know, Pittsburgh's a tough town, Steel City. And, you know, it is used to tough teams. We know they're tough on defense. We'll get to that in a second. But you look at the history of running backs, and I'm sure I'm going to miss a few, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer. Uh, we can throw in Jerome Bettis. We can throw in uh, probably a lot of different guys. Willie Parker. For as good as they were, they always had a great offensive line. And your offensive line right now looks like it is flash paper. And you know the sad part is, in this offseason, from the coach to the owner of the team, came out and said, we are not going to be 32nd in rushing this year. That's a priority. We are going to get better running the football. And they really aren't any better. They're still last in the league in rushing. And that is a sore point. I mean, it's a town where, you know, yes, the Steelers like to throw the football, but it's predicated on defense and running the football. And the fact the Steelers can't run the ball in short yard situations, the, the fact that they just don't have that rushing toughness right now. And they've got the kid to do it. He just needs some blockers. But you've got guys who are, I mean, Trey Turner. You've got a rookie at center in Kendrick Green. Uh, you've, got, uh, you've got guys who, frankly, just you know, haven't played the position long enough to be good enough to do what they need to do. And that's what's kind of scary. Are you I mean, even something like, go ahead. Are you now seeing the effects of losing Mike Munchak as your offensive line coach? Because he's here now. Uh, you know, I don't even know if it's the coaching. I just think it's the personnel. I mean, I, I'm sure if Mike was here, maybe he'd be a little bit better. But you look at their, you know, across the board, it's not a really strong offensive line. And then think about what you lost. I mean, you don't have Al Villanueva. You don't have Marquise Pouncey. You don't have, um, oh, goodness, I've even forgotten his name now. <laughs> DeCastro, I'm sorry, David, David DeCastro. I mean, those are guys who, two years ago, that was a solid offensive line, one of the best in football. And you've got guys now who just aren't experienced on the line, not good as a group together because they haven't worked together. And they're, they're still trying to discover who they are and what their personality is. And the hard part is, during this offseason, all we heard was it was going to be a much more physical offensive line, a much nastier offensive line. That has not come to pass. Zach Banner is still coming back from injury, so you don't have him on the offensive line. There are a lot of issues that I think go beyond the coaching of the offensive line. How much of it is just kind of what the, the resources they've devoted to the O-line in the draft? Because you've got to go all the way back to DeCastro, in 2012, for the last time they picked an old lineman before the third round. Right, no. And, and the guy starting right now, Kendrick Green, I mean, they think a lot of him, obviously. He's at center. Yes. But he's a third round pick. He's a third round pick who's never done this before. And he's replacing a guy who, you know, you could, you could argue is one of the three great centers in the history of this franchise. 
you know, it, it, it's just, I think a lot was expected, a lot was thought of what this team would be, and it has not happened. And, and now you're left with, okay, this is all we've got, and we've got to find a way to make it work. And right now, I mean, you look at their schedule, you know, the Broncos are coming to town, then you've got the Seahawks, then you have to go to Cleveland. I mean, we host Monday Night Football here at the ABC station, WTAE. They could be one in six very easily come that Monday night game the first week of November. And that's kind of sad considering what you thought might have been here. And you still have a defense that's good enough that if you have enough offense, you, you can win some games. All right, we are talking to Andrew Stocky, longtime sports director of WTAE in Pittsburgh and, as you now know, a hopeless romantic. Let's talk about the guy <laughs> that the Broncos draft almost drafted. They had Devin Bush's name on the draft card draft night until the Steelers and Broncos made a deal. The Broncos took Noah Fant and the Steelers got Devin Bush. How good is Devin Bush? Well, when he's healthy, he's pretty good. Um, I, I his, you know, as you know, he missed a good part of last season. Uh, you know also that uh, he's a guy who's had some does a lot of social media, which is kind of distracted from his place. There's some things on social media that are bizarre to say the least. Um, he's, he's shown flashes. I think it's all, all you can, you've seen right now. And I think they still think he's a work in progress because they went and, and picked up Joe Schilbert to, to basically be the guy that would be the, the, the quarterback, you know, of the defense instead of Devin Bush, who they, who they see being in that position eventually. I, I think, you know, Devin Bush still has a lot of upside, a lot of potential. And, you know, he's made some plays, uh, but I still think he's growing. He's still trying to be what the team thinks he was going to be when they drafted him number one a few years ago. You mentioned the possibility of this Pittsburgh team being one and six if they don't win Sunday and things get uh, kind of out of control. I mean, it's you've got to go back to I think uh, I think it was the year before Ben Roethlisberger came to Pittsburgh. Two thousand three. Yeah, but for the last time, this team lost a double digit games. Like, how is Pittsburgh kind of coping with this? What appears to be the end of an era, and maybe looking around the AFC North and seeing Lamar Jackson. Seeing Joe Burrow, who who whose Bengals beat the Steelers a couple weeks back, and even Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, and the Steelers kind of being left behind almost. Well, I think that the fans in this town, I mean, they're not unrealistic. Uh, I mean, they realize that the rest of the division has gotten better. I mean, I thought before the season began, I I thought the Steelers were not even the third best team in the division because of Cincinnati. I think it could have gone either way for those two teams. A healthy Joe Burrow in Cincinnati is going to be a good football team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the hard part is the fact that there were things that maybe they could have done this offseason to not be in the situation. I think bringing back Ben, a lot of people questioned it to begin with, uh, that you could begin to see some of the issues he was having towards the tail of last season. I mean, I, I believe his record over the last nine games is 2-7 and seven as a starter. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the cracks were beginning to show. And then you had the issues in the offseason with, with Marquise County retiring, you know, David Castro not coming back, filling the way it goes to the Ravens. You had the issues and things that you could have done beforehand. Uh, they went with the scram attack. Uh, they're confident that they're going in the right direction. But i got to tell you, the fans in this town, and Ben Roethlisberger, uh, you know, you win two Super Bowls. You think you're pretty much cemented in the city. I have listened to a lot of fans, and I've heard from a lot of fans who say, look, it's time. It's time for him to go. Should be at the beginning of the season. And that's kind of mind-boggling for me in a town where, you know, if you win a couple Super Bowls, you know, you pretty much have a green card and do whatever you want to. So, it's, it's tough in this town because football, as you guys know, just like in Denver, is huge. And now you're not even, you're, what, one week into October, 
and the season could be lost if you lose on Sunday. I think out here, I think the Broncos fans look at the Steelers and say, Roethlisberger isn't what he used to be. The offensive line isn't very good. And then the defense is good. But this is a game we should win. We should bounce back because the national narrative is the Broncos feasted on a bunch of cupcakes, first three games of the season. Then they got punched in the mouth by the Ravens. I think Broncos fans feel the Broncos should go out to Pittsburgh and win. Do people out in Pittsburgh think, hey, I'm going to follow the national narrative. We saw what happened between the Broncos and the Ravens, and the Steelers should be able to do the same thing? I think so. I think, I think a lot of people think this might be that game where if it's all going to come together, it's going to be this game. Uh, you know, Bridgewater, I don't, what's the latest on him, by the way? He's going to play. Yeah. I mean, it's not official. Play. He practiced okay. today. He had his helmet on. He was limited, but right. he's trending. He'll play. Playing. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I think, you know, and I, I'm not discounting what the Broncos have done, but this might be the Steelers' best shot, you know, in October. It, it might very well be. Um, but, and if they lose this game, I don't know how you come back. I, I don't see how in the world you come back from 1-4. and 1-3 is possible. 1-4 and four, that's going to be hard. So I think, you know, this is by far the biggest game of the year for this team, and I think the fans here realize that. And Matt Canada today, the offensive coordinator, who has also been the target of a lot of criticism, said, look, you know, it's, it's on me. Things have not gone well. You know, we've made some progress. We think we think we can run the ball this week. We actually thought we made some progress last week. So they, they think they're making some progress. The question is, is it enough to beat the Broncos' defense and to win a game at home that, you know, like I said before, this this is your best shot. You don't do it here. You know, it's time to start thinking about the future. Real quick, mm-hmm. the Steelers, I mean, you could say they're probably the most prideful organization in the NFL, and Mike Tomlin is one of the best problem solvers in the NFL. I mean, they went eight and eight. They still managed to contend for the playoffs the year that Big Ben got hurt a couple of years mm-hmm. back. So is this a case where maybe a wounded animal actually is dangerous for the Broncos? I hope so. I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I really can't tell. It's hard to get a read on this football team. I will say this, and I, I talked about this with Eric uh, before we, we went on the air. You know, the one thing the Steelers also have, all, have gotten are, are some breaks when they're successful. And when I say breaks, I mean, not like they got lucky, but you create your own breaks. Everybody wonders how they beat the Buffalo Bills. Well, they forced turnovers. They blocked a punt. It was a touchdown. Last week against the Packers, a game that perhaps might have been different, they block a field goal, take it back for a touchdown. They got called for offsides. Those are plays that if you make them, you can win some games. Those are things the Steelers have done in the past, forcing turnovers, pick sixes, turn them into points. They have not gotten those breaks after Buffalo. So it's, it's that, if that happens on Sunday, maybe they start to you know, come back, and maybe they are the team that, okay, you know, everybody's discounting us, time to make our move. But they have got to come up, I think, on Sunday with a play that either results in a huge turnover deep in Denver, Denver territory, or is a pick six or you score off of it on defense. By I think the, that's critical. You want some hope? Want me to give sure. you and everybody out in Pittsburgh some hope? Okay. Here, here you go. For as bad as the Steelers' offensive line is, that's the Broncos mm-hmm. on special teams. They are simply dreadful, and you could just win a game on special teams alone. That's how bad really? they are. That bad. That's how bad they they've, are. They've given up one big play on special teams in each of the last three games. Yeah. And, and, it, and they, they were bad yeah. last year, too. Yeah. 
I mean, they're dreadful. They're, I think they're dead last from Pro Football Focus and special teams right now. Yeah. By the yeah. way, more importantly, let's let's move to something uh, a little bit happier. Sure. Okay. Uh, you yep. got your irons in the mail today. Have you had a chance to swing them? <laughs> I have not. I just literally, as I was walking out the door, the yep. package came. I got mm-hmm. my, my, my Titleist irons. Right. I cannot wait to hit them. I, I told my girlfriend that, you know, I'm going to hit them this weekend. Yeah. So her and I will at least get out and play at least nine holes. But I'm right. so excited. To, to hit these clubs. I well, really am. Well, yeah. it's too bad you can get a driver because you can't outdrive her. No, I, no, I can't, but I, I, I do have a driver. I got my driver earlier. I'm, I'm good to go, but you sure? I still can't outdrive her. I mean, she's good. She's really good. She outdrives you? Credit. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, Always. L- listen, if you can admit it on live radio, you're a bigger man than me. <laughs> this is the way I look at well, it. Andrew, I've, I've well, always said, like- listen, it takes a big man <laughs> to admit that he cries, but it takes even a bigger man to laugh at that man, and that's how I feel about you <laughs> on the T box. Oh, oh, Eric, thanks, my man. I'm, I'm so I'm happy for you too. I'm happy for you as well. Your happiness. Love you, bro. Talk to you soon. Love you too. Yeah. You take care. All right, later. thanks. All right, coming up after the break, uh, Andrew just talked about Devin Bush on social media. Yeah, well, I'll give you a guy who's not on social media, who plays for the Broncos, and he's happy he's not on social media anymore. We'll talk about him next. Oh, 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 oh,